But mm-hmm. so many Fallout players came to Starfield and like myself, I was like, ooh, duct tape, duct tape, duct tape. And then it's, you can't use it. Like, really? I've been picking that stuff up nonstop. <laughs> I'm glad you said yeah. something. Welcome to episode seven of Starfield with Normal People. My name is Michael. I'm here with Dwayne. Hello, Dwayne. Hello, hello. And a very exciting day. We have our first guest. Nathan, hello. It is a pleasure to be here on Normal People, especially considering there are those out there who don't think I'm a normal person. So thank you for being so open to who you invite on your show. You finally have proof. (laughs) Proof. I am a normal person. Yeah. And Nathan is one of the more normal people we know. So I I think you feel right at home. Uh, yeah. with us here. It says Nathan. a lot about yeah. who you consider normal people. Thanks so much for coming on the show. And actually, I learned something uh, just now, which is one of our comments on one of our earlier podcasts was you. I didn't realize that. Yes. I've, I don't remember if it was episode two or three. Oh. And I mentioned how I wasn't all that interested or in Starfield, but I built my first PC this summer. I bought all my parts on Prime Day and the graphics card I got just happened to come with a free copy of the Premium edition of that's Starfield. right. You were forced into into being a fan uh, <laughs> of Starfield. Uh, just kind of <laughs> casually waltzed into it. Waltzed I, into I, it, yeah. And then and now I and now I can't stop playing. So yeah, that's you were like Mike. Happened for me. You were like Michael because Michael went from an, an eight to a ten, and you went from a zero to <laughs> <laughs> what, what's your rating now? Like having gone no, I'd, it's, I'd say it's about an eight because okay. it's not. It's fair enough. It doesn't blow my mind. I'm not like oh my god, this is the best thing ever. But I continually playing it and yeah it's addicting at times mm-hmm. and i'm having fun playing it 10 hour oh, sessions yeah. are you know indicative of liking the game after oh yeah, all. yeah. <laughs> if, I, if i was losing sleep over it then i know that it would it would get a higher score but and i've said this before um fallout for me i hated it i actually played it and stopped and then i heard so many great things about it i went back to it after a while and then ended up being one of my favorite games of all time so there's that Kind of initial learning curve, if you will, of yeah, you know, getting in and exploring and, and figuring out the game systems and the mechanics that are a big part of the enjoyment of the game. I think so, and that's yeah. that's the opposite for me. At least for Fallout Three, when I first played it, I was hooked immediately and mm. couldn't yeah. stop playing it. It was because of the Neesons, yeah. the Liam Neesons, right? <laughs> yes, yes. Wake up, son. But yeah, like Fallout, and I still will pop in Fallout Three every once in a while. And just either yeah. just play through the story or, you know, try and get all the little side missions and whatnot if they're, if they're ones I really like. And you would uh, rather you know. play Fallout 3 than Fallout 4? Is that uh I haven't accurate? played Fallout 4. Yet. What? I, I have oh, played Fallout 76, but, but, I, oh, wow. but I never, never got around to Fallout, to Fallout 4. Um, I remember I, I put it off for the longest time because I was like, I got to wait for... Game of the Year or whatever the compilation right. edition yeah. would be where they put in all the DLC because that's how I've always played or mostly played yeah. uh, Fallout games because I want to get all those extra you know things with it. No one wants to pay $300 for all the little yeah. add-ons exactly, and everything. So yeah. if you buy it during oh, the Steam summer sale, you get everything. <laughs> for, oh, yeah, well, Except for Michael. <laughs> except for Michael. Dang but, it. Yeah, then it finally came out and I, I got a copy eventually and then just kind of still haven't gotten around to it. It's one oh, of those okay. things where I need to make sure that I have a lot of time to put into yeah, it because I know I'm going to get deep into it. But, well, uh, yeah, there's good news. Right for someone like you, because the uh, there's still going to be some time, I believe, within the next year, they're doing the anniversary edition of Fallout 4. Okay. And so it's going to have some... Uh, I, I'm not expecting too much in visual upgrades, but um, because of how they did anniversary edition with Skyrim, it looked the same as the um, mm-hmm. legendary edition. I don't mm-hmm. know. There was like a second... Th- I don't know. They've released it so many times. But there is a, a version coming out soon that's going to have like a bunch of the, um, you know, the Creation Club. Like mm-hmm. they have like the, it's like modded stuff, but sort of made canon. It's like official. Right. Um, the modded stuff that they like. That they yeah. like, right. yeah. The approved they, modded yeah. stuff. Basically. So th- that version of the game is still going to come out. Okay, I want to talk about some things going on in the community. So over on the AIAS Game Maker's Notebook Podcast. Wow, that's a mouthful. It's a lot. It's a long title, but very good podcast. And they uh, got to interview Todd Howard. 
They did. And, you know, no one has ever, no one has looked like an NPC as much as these two. When you look at the video, <laughs> like their striking blue eyes and the way that they're lit and facing the camera. I'm now, like, this is yeah. straight out of a Bethesda game. <laughs> now this, is, I, this is uncanny. Now I know why they did that new, that camera angle, the Oblivion camera angle coming back yes. for Starfield. They that's, wanted to make it look like exactly this exactly what I was thinking. I was like, is this that camera <laughs> angle? That's what I, but yeah, it was an excellent interview because Ted Price uh, is from Insomniac. I yeah. Believe. And yeah. of course it's one, you know, tried and true game maker talking to another. He did like the yeah. Spider-Man latest Spider-Man game, which was yeah. amazing. Yep. And uh, so him, you know, talking with Todd Howard is is great for, you know, video game fans, fans of Bethesda. I definitely recommend checking it out. And there was one thing in it I wanted to bring up. It's kind of like when when Ted is talking to Todd and there's this, like this mutual appreciation for accomplishment. And you kind of see this moment between the two. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but it's like this uh, like, hey, you've you've made it. You know what I mean? Like right. this is such a huge achievement. It's the number one selling game on Xbox or something like that. There was some kind of huge uh, milestone. That they it, it is the biggest launch for Bethesda. For Bethesda, Forever. but I thought I think it's also one of the biggest Microsoft titles. Yeah, which is saying something when they've got like Halo and yeah, I, I mean, some of those earlier huge. Halo games came out. It was yeah, it was massive. Exactly. Stuff, yeah. And I want to link just a video of George Lucas um, back in the day he was giving like a commencement speech, I think at USC or something. And he talks about the difference difference between uh, pleasure and joy. You know, pleasure is short term. It's and it mm-hmm. peaks very high. It's like and he he talked about buying your first or getting your very first car, you know, because he's from he's from the 50s. And, you know, getting a car was like a big thing. So maybe like today would be like getting your first iPhone or something like that. Right. Yeah. You can never really meet that that initial high of that first cool tech device that you get, like a, your new PS5 or, new or whatever. Gaming PC. You're always trying to chase it later in life. And that is pleasure. Joy is something that is long term. And I think in bringing it back to this video with Ted and, and Todd is you can see the joy in, in their, you know, in their eyes, in their kind of like how they talk to each other because they've accomplished such a great thing. And I think, yeah. you know, as much as it sounds like we're fanboys of Starfield, this game of eight years, you know, you could tell like it was a big accomplishment. I listened to the the podcast. I didn't watch the video, but I was listening to it. Todd Howard is just a little dull to listen to. It's <laughs> the way he kind of talks about some things. I started listening to it in my car. Yeah. And I was like, I got to wait till I get home. I, I, I made those off a little bit. Um, but it was interesting, especially when you get two people who are such a high level on the developer side, kind of talk that inside baseball about uh, video games and stuff. Right. So it's one of those things where. When I'm playing Starfield right now, I'm I'm mainly trying to go through the story. I'm not exploring a whole lot. But mm-hmm. when I do, exploring planets and stuff and trying to survey and all that, it's one of those things where you can easily just kind of put on a podcast or something as kind of like background noise while you're roaming around, you know, scanning stuff and whatnot. So that's kind of what I did. I was I was roaming around whatever planet I'm on right now. I the hell if I remember the name of it. <laughs> well, um, there's and over was a listening thousand. to that as I'm, you know, trying to survey everything on the planet and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Can I interrupt that's you for a, a second? That's a very good point. Do people if, survey? I don't like that as a game aspect of the game. I've I not done do. whatsoever. I like, do, but I come from playing No Man's Sky. So like right. I I I love getting a planet surveyed a hundred percent. Okay. I've only done it I think three times, but Ooh. sometimes I get in the mood. There's so uh, 997 more planets to, yeah. <laughs> to survey. A little tip I learned when I started playing I, when I was starting to go into it. And one of the things if you want to earn some nice credits right away with by not really doing a whole lot. With Vlad, he gives you credits mm-hmm. for every planet you survey. You give him information. Mm. He gives you X oh, amount right. of credits. Yes. That's He's right. the guy in the space station. And the eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yep. New um, the so you can make some good credits doing that. But surveying planets can take a while and moons and all that. Whatever star system you go to, look for a gas giant or an ice giant because you can't land on them. But you can orbit the planet oh. and just automatically survey it from space. And that counts. Wow. And then you rack those up pretty quickly, oh, okay. go to Vlad Tricky. and and get a Versus nice chunk of credits. Right actual away. rocky planets, you have to land. You and, have to and land and you have to yeah. scan everything. It and takes find way more time. Which, especially stuff. if it has oceans, you have to find a coast mm. area so that you mm. can get close to the ocean uh, and scan any swimming animals. Any, right. Yeah. 
Um, that's I a see. great tip. So yes, yeah. that's a good way to rack up some cash for that new <laughs> ship that you mm-hmm. want to get. Cash and XP. Um, <laughs> that's at- a lot easier than hoarding every single little thing you find, which is what I started doing right away. Because that's just <laughs> the kind of the kind of player I am with games like that, especially in like Fallout. I'll just and yeah. anything I see that I think might have a couple of caps worth of value. I'm like, oh yeah, I need this, I need that. I'll just well in yeah. Fallout. <laughs> so here's what's interesting is is in Fallout Three you might grab small things just to sell but in fallout 4 they actually everything has value as a craftable you can break it down for supplies Mm -hmm. and so what's really funny is duct tape in fallout 4 is one of the most important things you can find always pick up duct tape (laughs) and in starfield it's worthless but Mm -hmm. so many fallout players came to starfield and like myself i was like "Ooh, duct tape duct tape duct tape and then it's, you can't use it. Like, really? I've been picking that stuff up nonstop. I'm glad you said yeah, something. Okay. Yeah. You can't. What, it's, wire is useful. I always pick up wire. Right. Okay. What's yes. nice is that it will very clearly have a description. This can be used for crafting. Yep. So I didn't, I didn't like figure that out handy. until later because I was just grabbing everything. Because, again, going in pretty much blind because I know you guys were talking about it. You're watching all the trailers, you know, leading up to it and getting yeah. really hyped. I wasn't hyped at all so i really didn't watch anything into it <laughs> sure so yeah. i'm roaming around you know all the places and i'm like oh because i don't know how i knew there was a shipbuilding thing i knew there was like an outpost building mechanic yeah. but i knew nothing about it so i'm going around like oh look at all these tools all these screwdrivers all these tape and you know like you're saying all this <laughs> stuff i'm like I, I might need this for outpost so i better gather as much as i can yeah. and sell what i don't need you know that particular stuff is more or less useless yeah unless you just trying to grab it for a few credits or if really you want to like for. design your room like to be a mechanics oh yeah, office yeah. or something i'm gonna throw a bunch of wrenches <laughs> down i've collected a few things i got a i got a snow globe from the moon a little toy yeah. ship a little wooden duck and i'm like okay every once in a while i'll find a little something and i'm like okay this i'll put in a special place i saw the toy ship it looks like a, a land speeder from Star it does kind of look like right? that yeah is it reminiscent yeah. of that or is it just i want to say we were talking about surveying and there is is another little tip to to make surveying go faster. So on those rocky planets, you should know that if you uh, kill the creatures, that actually counts as scanning them. Oh, okay. So So you should always take out anything that gets in your way. That way you're getting some XP for the kill, even if it's minor. But it's also, it might be faster. I mean, mean, scanning is pretty fast. You don't have to switch weapons because if you're like me, you're walking around just locked and loaded. Yep. So, yep. So, why switch to the scanner when you can just blow something away? Yep. And then scanning plants. Now, this, if you don't want to fill up your inventory, then just scan them. But gathering the material from those plants also will count as scanning. Oh, so good to know. There you go. That is one thing that annoys me about the scanning feature because I like using the scanner a lot because then you can see, you know, stuff in the distance or, you know, points yeah. in the distance mm-hmm. and whatnot. But when you get up close to stuff, if the scanner is on, for certain stuff, you can't either pick it up or use it or do right. something with it. You have to turn the scanner off and then do it. And that's, yep. that's one thing that kind of annoys me a lot, just because I like using the scanner a lot. But that's just, yeah. Now, have you fought anything with the laser welder thing or, I mean, the um, rock shipper? The, the cutter? Yeah. <laughs> yeah the cutter on, um, uh, on accident, yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's pretty <laughs> when it's I, when I mess up right? using the it's buttons. Actually... And, but, yeah. Not too it's, bad. Yeah, okay. if it's something It'll small, kill something and, yeah, you can, pretty quick. And it has a nice long. You're not reloading. You know, it's a good yeah. what ten seconds of continuous shot. And so they actually updated the game just this last week. They did. Yeah, and there was a patch that came out. I'm not super. So I'm not a fan of this. I am, and I'm not. Here's what they patched. They made it so that if you have a gun out. You can then, when you activate the scanner, it will not auto switch to your laser. Mm-hmm. You can your keep cutter. your gun, and I don't, I don't think I like that because I liked that the scanner was sort of an auto switch to my laser cutter. Mm. So now, if you want, you can put your now laser you cutter in your hot bar. But mm-hmm. it makes more sense on a PC because I think it's F or it's close to your WSD. Okay. controls yeah. so you can quickly hit g or f or whatever it is um forgetting but and that turns on your scanner which is right. nice as opposed to having to reach up and hit one which is where i keep my cutter and then like two is my main weapon yeah so, mm-hmm. i don't know it feels more intuitive just a quick bring up the scanner i do think maybe it'll just be one of those things i that i know 
get used to. I will say that when I first started, there were times where I wanted to bring up the scanner, but still have my gun. Mm -hmm. So now it's just, but I got used to the other way. So now I just have to get used to the new way, but it's interesting that they, it's interesting that they had it working this way for, you know, the whole whole development development cycle. (laughs) Exactly. And then the player feedback. That's, that's great that they're listening to player feedback, I guess. So, yeah. We should talk about the white elephant in the room, which is, or elephant in the room, which is the patch that takes the exploit of the puddles and the chests. So oh, like the vendor chest. Yeah. Completely oh, took those is. out. So this was, you'll see all these YouTube videos, how to make a million dollars an hour yeah. and, and start, or a million. Oh yeah, uh, I don't, I don't. So they're in, um, what city in was Aquila it, Michael? City. Aquila City. Yeah. There's a puddle. If you, is you know. in front of a shop. There's <laughs> like one pixel. You find the right pixel. <laughs> And you can see the chest of one of the vendors. And it's unlocked. Steal. Yeah. You can just get all of his okay. stuff and then go sell it. Yeah. And then him. sleep for 24 hours or do something and then come back oh, and repeat and the process. Mm-hmm. And then there was another okay. one, the the main Starship vendor in uh, New Atlantis, yeah. where you jump behind buildings and come back and you could get underneath and steal his chest basically oh man so they nerfed that that (laughs) i didn't want to do those exploits anyway because i'm on pc like we can always Mm -hmm. open the console and type in whatever cheat code we want so why bother with cheating in game or maybe you don't want it to ruin the achievements because if you do a console command then it kills the achievements whereas if you jump behind a wall the achievements don't care it's just a bug in the game but they yeah, fixed it. So. I think bugs like that can be fun if you want to play a certain way, like for a certain playthrough. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's totally fine. It's not what yeah. I'm. It's not what I'm into. At least not right. for like a first playthrough. I think the only one that I used exploit, quote unquote, the basement of the lodge. There's the glass case yes. with the server <laughs> buddies, and I you get that. that little crack. <laughs> and I and when I saw that one, I was like. Oh, I'm doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next time I play it, that was the first thing too, I did. Too much temptation oh, yeah. not to take that suit right away. Oh, yeah. So I don't blame people for that one. And the Mantis uh, quest line, it's given to you early in the game. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't feel like you're yeah. cheesing yeah. the game either, getting a powerful spaceship mm-hmm. from you that quest You can already line. Yeah, just mm-hmm. get that. You know, on one hand, I'm like, oh, I'm glad they fixed it because that's not how you play the game. On the other hand... Uh, you know, a moment of silence for those that were enjoying that exploit. Like you, Nathan, I, it's not for me. I'm I'm not, I don't, to, the game stops getting as fun once you have infinite money glitch. Right. Like it's, so it's not for me, but you know, I'm not, I'm not a hater if you wanted to use it, but it's gone now. You've said so it many times. Why would you purposely take out one of the aspects of the game? So money is part of the gameplay. Mm-hmm. Why would you? destroy that aspect of your own game yeah like i said i think it depends on what mood you're in for the playthrough you're doing like if you're playing doom or whatever kind of first person shooter sometimes you want to go around and you know want to play the game as played sometimes you want to put on god mode and unlimited ammo and just lay waste to everything that you see for a certain playthrough so like this yeah for me it just kind of depends on what mood i'm in for a particular uh, play. I did see one great. I don't know if I'd call this an exploit, but I'm definitely going to do it once I see it. It was some video of it almost looked like a casino or people around a table and they've got all their credit mm-hmm. chips seen, on the yeah. table. <laughs> and you just kind of you pick up a trash can and you can just kind of <laughs> drag them into the trash can mm-hmm. and then fill it up and then go to a room, a closet where no one is, close the door so you're hidden and then just steal everyone's credits. Right. Like, see, now yeah. that's brilliant. That's genius. You're not really, breaking the game. Yep. You're just using. It's own, you know, it's, own yeah, it's own physics and its own, and its own rules <laughs> yes. in order yeah. to help I yourself. Totally like that. Although yes. there's part of this patch was a nerf to not that exactly, but in a similar video, uh, someone put a like a, a boiling pot over an NPC's head. Oh yeah, and then they couldn't see. <laughs> they couldn't see. So they actually fixed that. So if you put a pot on on an NPC's head, I guess you can't. They can oh, still see you now, okay. so you can't steal in front of them. Yeah. I have not tested this, but I saw that that was nerfed. So. That's so funny. But again, I think that's just like a really fun way to use I agree. the rules that they've set up mm-hmm. yeah. uh, to your advantage. Um, I, I, I don't like that they took that away. That's That one's too Maybe they'll repatch <laughs> the patch yeah. to include that again. There's been some amazing builds. This ship building thing is giving way to such creativity i thought we would be done with that after like the first week but it continues to impress yeah yeah i'm seeing 
we talked about guns last week, like the, the gunship, gunship, but yeah. I saw like a full on sniper rifle this week. And it was like, <laughs> yeah, it was beautiful. It looked like, I don't know, like a really detailed, like black sniper rifle. So funny. But it was, a, of course, a spaceship. So I thought that was clever. And you brought to our attention the hamburger yes. ship. <laughs> <laughs> There's all sorts of funny. I mean, it's great. I mean, it's got ketchup, mustard, lettuce, tomato, everything. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's, it's so very, very impressive. clever. I would absolutely fly that around. Have you been doing a lot of shipbuilding in your playthroughs? Or? So I have done uh, I've done one like really good shipbuilding session where I kind of just took the frontier and sort of upgraded it. Mm-hmm. Like I I can't drive a class B or a class C. I pay, I can't pilot those ships. Mm-hmm. So that I learned that in the worst way a ship uh landed with some uh not spacers who oh the eclipse and I was like I'm gonna go steal my first ship and yeah I went in there cleaned house they you know the whole story they took off I was in space I got up to the controls I was like this ship is mine and it was like you can't pilot the class C (laughs) ship and I was like man okay so you're like a cat at a keyboard you're just like (laughs) I don't know what to do here (laughs) You know, but I did upgrade my ship with Class A materials. I thought you did the military quest line. I thought, wasn't there the ship flying simulator in that quest line? Or where where is that? Yeah, I've heard that's like the fastest, easiest way to like build up that. So that was prior to that. that. So, yeah. And so I have done that, but I did that quest and then I moved on. I didn't. Um, do what people suggest, which is to stay there and do it over and over again. Oh, right. At, to and farm the simulator. To farm it. Yeah. So I didn't farm Understood. it, but I did do A it. A farming simulator, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Michael a loves those. <laughs> a game that There's I Someone trademarked Dear to his heart. You're speaking his language now. <laughs> yeah. Have you done any shipbuilding? Maybe? So I was kind of turned off from it at first because I, I do really like the frontier. I like that it's kind of small and compact and and i like the look of it and everything i i did uh change the color of my ship right away very ostentatious bright very nice. colorful ship um but after going a while after hoarding everything and selling and you know you know getting all my credits and then started getting resources and all that i realized i really need more cargo room i, I just really yes, need more that is the, the impetus one. to build a ship and, really uh, is cargo space yeah because i got because i realized because in the lodge in your room that you have there's that big safe that has unlimited yeah. mass that you can just store stuff in but then you have to go back and forth and it's it's a whole thing yeah so i was like oh I'll just try and upgrade cargo cargo room on my ship and uh, so i started messing around the ship builder and there's a really easy way you can just simply upgrade you know like the engines or the shields or whatever yeah, and just click on it and it just like, gives yeah. you like the next level up or whatever mm-hmm. um but they're because cargo is something that has to be attached and take up more space. There's not really an easy way a little to do more, that. Yeah. So just I'm trying to figure out. I'm like, oh, I'll just move this here and put this here and that there. And like, oh, nope, you can't fly because of this. Oh, well, I'll just move this and there. Yep. Oh, nope, you can't fly because of this. And it just and I just got slowly more frustrated and frustrated. I'm trying to learn the shipbuilding thing while doing all this. Next thing I know, like three or four hours have gone by of me just painstakingly <laughs> just trying to add yeah. more oh, cargo no to my ship. And I, I thought was, you were said you're going to quit out of it. But oh man, it was, <laughs> it was driving me nuts. So mm-hmm. I finally had to like look online of just like some basic. Here's some basic things you can. Simply due to your starter ship, to th- and right. you yeah. know, and so I just kind of did that, and it works okay for now. But I got really frustrated right away with the ship, yeah. and it really kind of turned me off. But it is something I want to try and dive into just later on once I've. I, I'm saving a lot of the big stuff until I'm really done with the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like outpost building and and ship building. And, Agreed. And some I'm, of the I'm other the side way. missions that I really want to do, but I believe yeah. was intended. Mm-hmm. I think they said ship building and that kind of thing is a late game thing because it does oh, get okay. expensive too. Yeah. I, I really enjoy, like, you kind of pull the whole ship apart and kind of, like, spread out over that blueprint. But it takes a lot of time. So while I did enjoy it the first time, um, I almost did shipbuilding in my play session last night. And then I got in there and I was like, nah, I better not. I better not open this can of worms right now. Like, mm-hmm. it is a thing you will that be you in there for hours. spend time on. I saw a good tip that was for a lot of us have the Mantis as our main ship because we're early in the in the game. And it's a pretty great ship. Uh, but you can remove the bottom two engines. There's four engines. They do nothing, apparently. Like, you still have really? the same amount of speed. It actually 
what happens is those those engines weigh more than the power that they provide. Wow. So okay. if you remove the two bottom engines, it flies faster. It uh, that's funny. Yeah, and it gives. Oh, you can replace it with cargo holes. Nice. So that's what I great, yeah, see, that's great what little I tip for, need, for that. Ship. I need a big old cargo ship. That's all. That's all I want. I, is just to store all my crap. Mm-hmm. That's I all always, I need out of a ship. Yeah, I always <laughs> wanted it to be a sleek fighter, but. Because of the way the game works and the desire for cargo space, I do think I'm going to have to just either buy or build a, just a cargo hauler, which reminds me. Yeah. You got some, you doing some trucking? Absolutely. Lately? I'm doing some trucking. Nice. Yeah. It's an 18 wheeler. It's beautiful. And, uh, it's got a lot of cargo space. In fact, I was, I was taking a load of methane out of Titan just last week. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, uh, you know, stopped off at the chunks there. They say it's just for tourists, but us truckers like the chunk place. So I got myself some chunks, Yeah, took my load of methane and was on my way to New Atlantis, but something didn't sit right with them chunks. No? <laughs> I started to feel some rumbling and tumbling down, down low. Oh no. A so, methane deposit? <laughs> <laughs> I had to stop off at, uh, at Mars, you know, I had to make a quick pit stop and, uh, the only place I could find a land was was a, a chicken farm. Mm. Unfortunately, I landed right on the rooster, the only rooster of this this chicken farm. Oh no! I felt really bad about it, so I had to I had to go over to the uh, colonist, and basically I I told him I'm, I said, "Look, I'm sorry, I I squished your only rooster. I want to replace your rooster." He said, "No problem. The chickens are out back." <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I listen to the things we're all saying. I'm surprised all three of us are married. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Oh, yeah. I had a, a random ship landing on one of the last planets I was on. Because, you know, I, th- I think most of the ones I've run into, they're spacers or, like you said, Eclipse or whatever. Yeah. You just wipe them out, take the ship. And But the last one I had, it was definitely a different kind of ship. And I could see all the cargo on the side. I'm like, oh, this is a cargo ship. Oh, yeah. Oh, I kind of want that ship. And then all the and all the, the crew of it were super nice. They're like, oh, we landed. We just need some ship parts. Do you have some extra ship parts? And just, I'm just like, oh. I can't murder man, all these poor people. I really, <laughs> I really want this ship. At least, like, leave. slowly put your gun away. Yeah, yeah. let's see. <laughs> like, yeah, I think I might have some extra. Okay. Let me tuck my companion back in the ship first. <laughs> gotta, I'll be right back. Yeah. Put yeah. her away, and then so, I'm so, going to come Sarah, back and do you take wanna, her. Um, do you want to just go back to the ship? And, uh, <laughs> what, what were all those gunshots? <laughs> I, you know. The first time that happened to me. I, I was the ship had landed. There was no one outside. I got my gun ready, and I'm I'm sneaking around. I go into the ship. I'm sneaking around. I was like, "There's nothing here. There's no one here. It's kind of dispensable." Yeah. And, you know, and I'm, of course, I'm hoarding everything on my way out. And I finally get to the cockpit, and there's just this guy just like kneeled down, like fixing something. And you hear him say, "Oh, yo, you scared me. I didn't hear you there. Yeah, I just crash land. Just got to fix my ship. Whatever. You know. Thanks for checking in on me." And that was it. I was, like, I, was, I was like, oh, that's it? Like, oh, I guess if you were playing an evil character, you could just cap him in the yeah, head and steal yeah. the shit. I'm like, well, I, I, already, have the choices. I, already, I already stole a bunch of stuff, <laughs> you know, coming through. I, I guess I'll just leave. And then the moment you exit the ship, like, you know, 30 seconds later, it takes off and it goes away. And that's yeah. it. There's so many yeah. funny little random encounters like that. You never know I, which it's going to be okay. when they pop up. I have a weird, I had a weird thing happen and I think it was the result of a bug, but it made it very creepy. So I was in space and I got the random encounter with grandma. Here's what happened with me. I got a bug. She was like, oh, I just made some dinner. Why don't you come over? So I docked with the ship and the ship was empty. I couldn't find her at all. Ooh, and so like creepy. <laughs> there was a, there was definitely a marker like in the floor so I think it just she got bugged into the wall or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but for for my gameplay experience, it was like, you know, there practically should have been someone be saying, uh, there's been no one in this ship for 75 years. You know, it's it's haunted. Um, so, yeah, and it was unfortunate because I wanted to meet grandma, you know, uh, but uh, and the, the previous happen. save was just too far. Yeah, that you it couldn't was, go back. It was too far. I I think I re, you know, I reloaded a quick save and had the same bug. Mm-hmm. So I ran into the same yeah. a similar issue. I was fighting doing a quest that involved pirates, and then when I met the pirates, they were hostile. They weren't supposed to be, even though oh. I thought I did the quest 
you know, the way I was supposed to do it. Right. And then I reloaded a bunch of times and they were all still hostile. And I was like, well, I'm just going to. It's just something you said. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do offend a lot of people with things I say. So yeah, that, that makes sense. Well, should we get into our main topic of discussion, which is, is Starfield 2 PG? I think we've been seeing that online. Yeah. Some people saying, hey, I'm expecting a little more adult things to happen. Yeah. And others are saying, hey, I like the tone of this. Uh, where do you stand, Michael? It's, well, it's really interesting to see this discussion all over the internet, like over the last week, that that, that it just feels too PG. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, I want to start by saying that it's obviously not PG. It's it's got mature rated stuff in it. I've seen people drop the the f bomb. I've seen mm-hmm. the swearing. It's just that it doesn't happen all the time. I don't know if it's just the missions I've been doing, or the way I'm playing, or who I've been interacting with. I haven't heard any swearing at all, um, which I, I never really thought about until you texted me and and mentioned the that we were going to talk about. Is it too PG? And that was the first time I kind of thought about. It. I was like. Oh, yeah, is it? Because it never really entered my mind, especially with games like Fallout. They swear all the time. Yeah. And the gore and violence is way kind of over the top. It's just, yeah. And it fits really well into that kind of a game because it's darker. It's mm-hmm. most apocalyptic and all that. So I, when I went into this, I wasn't expecting to, you know, that's someone in the head and it explodes and eyeballs go in different right. directions and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you do shoot plenty of people. Yeah. There's still... You There's know, still blood, blood spurts and stuff, yeah. which is weird when you're in space and they have giant spacesuits on. But whatever, <laughs> it, it totally works. Should all um, be contained inside the suit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and then with the language, like yeah, I haven't really experienced any of that, which I thought was kind of. And then I started thinking about it, and I thought it was interesting because they're doing this super futuristic sci-fi setting that they yeah. didn't kind of maybe invent their own kind of swear language, so to speak. Right. Right. Um, but no, yeah, swearing is in the game, and it's just what I find interesting is how sparingly they use it. And I, I like that because I don't like in a game where, oh, it's a mature game, so everyone swears. I like how some people don't swear, some people do. It's more like real life. It seemed like in Fallout 4, like you come upon a, a raider encampment, it's always like F. Yeah, like the NPCs are constantly like, "I'll get you, you blabbity blab," and yeah, so there's a lot of cursing, and there's like dismembered bodies hanging on chains and stuff, and like it's appropriate for that universe. It it is, yeah. And here's what's interesting, though: I see people who I I disagree with this. I see people saying, "Oh, I'm worried about the future of Skyrim or you know Elder Scrolls Six or the next Fallout, are they going to clean it up? No, I doubt it. I highly doubt it. I just think that Starfield is its own thing. Todd Howard in his recent interview, and pretty much every interview over the last three months, has said that he wants, that every game has a feeling, and that this one, he wants people to feel hope. Mm -hmm. It's about exploration, hope for humanity, and you can see how that guides their decisions. There's still combat. There's still mature rated stuff. There's still blood, but everything is geared towards, you know, feeling hope. Whereas Fallout, it's, I, I don't think that's going to change. It's despair. It's, mm-hmm. it's apocalypse. It's, I don't think that's going to change at all. There are it's, bright spots in Fallout, to be fair. I mean, there yeah. are quest lines and kind of like hope uh, sprinkled here and there. But yeah. And I feel the, like for the tone overall, the game is kind of very despair. Yeah, and there's some dark stuff and some horror elements in Starfield. Mm -hmm. And so, but that, it's kind of like a a reverse sprinkling (laughs) of what you're talking about. It's very interesting. I want to take the exact opposite uh, stance, which is it's M-rated title, and there's plenty of blood, but there's not as much sexuality. And this is kind of a, I mean, I understand the decision from a, a corporate standpoint. Yeah. However, I'm more angry at, you know, our Puritan roots in, in the United States, for example, right. to where we're okay with seeing headshots, but we're not okay with seeing, you know, nudity. Yeah. Um, yeah. Male or female or whatever, which is something I really appreciated about Baldur's Gate. You can strip down yeah. in the nude completely <laughs> and you see fully rendered, uh, you know, genitalia or whatever. Yeah. I think that's great. Cyberpunk, they have stuff like that. Cyberpunk too. Like, I mean, these games exist if you want that. So I understand the argument too. Like, if you want that in a video game, just go buy that in a video game. Yeah. However, I'm like, Starfield feels a little 
too PG because it doesn't have those elements, like you could still keep everyone's spacesuit on if you decided to. Yeah. But why not give me the option of, you know, being able to, you know, see a little more? You know what's crazy? So you know how in Skyrim and Fallout, you can just be like, oh, I like their outfit. I'm going to kill that person. I'm going to take their outfit. <laughs> yeah. So you know how you like in Starfield, it's more of like uh, their suit is a random uh, like a drop and you might not get it. Yeah. Well, apparently um, there's a point in the game where you get an ability uh, without spoiling anything that to manipulate people. You can actually, for some reason, if you've killed somebody, you can't loot directly off of them, but you can then manipulate another NPC to take their outfit off, and it will be just like Skyrim or Fallout. They will not be wearing it anymore, and then you can get them to give it to you. Hmm. Cool. So, like, that seems like a lot of extra steps. Just to, it is. Just to get some nice clothes. but It's yeah. not something that, that you're I'm not going to wear do, anyway. You're just going to vendor later. Yeah. So it's interesting that that functionality is sort of in the game that you can take the outfit, mm-hmm. but like, what a weird workaround. Yeah, you know, Nathan, you really appreciate the fact that it's PG, is what you were saying. Yeah, really. I I, I kind of like that it's not in your face with that kind of stuff. And one mm-hmm. of the one of the first things I thought about again when he when he told me, is is it too PG? thing I thought about almost right away, and I'm glad you guys kind of touched on it last week because it made me smile, is uh, the the perk with the parents because that was one that yeah. I got right away. Oh, you did get it? Yeah. Okay. And, and again, Wait, why did you choose that perk? So what, what was I, your I, mindset? I do want to get into that because like I mentioned before, so not really knowing a lot going into it, I'm going through the perks and I'm looking at them and I'm reading that one and it says, oh, you get your parents, you give them a, like 2% of your earnings to help them with their retirement every month. But they have a home that you can visit all the time and go to. And in my brain, I'm like, oh, cool. You get you got a home base like right, right. away that you can yeah. go to and visit. And then like, oh, that's probably a pretty good idea. I'll take that. Okay. And then I start playing the game and you get the frontier. And I was like, oh, so this is kind of my home base. Okay. And then you go to New Atlantis, and they live on New Atlantis. Mm. And it's like, oh, but the lodge is there, and that kind of works as a home base. I now, didn't know they is, were at New Atlantis. Okay. And I'm like, oh, mm. this might have been kind of a pointless perk. And then so then I go so and visit them. So then you're like, them. 2% of zero, zero yeah, right? parents. <laughs> and, that, and the interesting thing is, whenever, whenever you talk with them, there is a dialogue option to tell them. Uh, you know, I can't really afford to do this anymore. And basically, and you can take away the perk if you oh, want wow. to. Okay. Um, that's always <laughs> a dialogue you. option. <laughs> um, but I, so when I first got it, I was like, oh, this, yeah, maybe, maybe I'll cancel it. Maybe I'll tell them that later on because I guess I didn't really need this after all. And then you start playing the game. And then after you visit them that first time, they just start showing up randomly at places. And it's, <laughs> yeah. it's great. Like I, I visited them. I did one or two other little things on the side. And the next time I went to the lodge, they're just there. Just uh, and one of the other uh, watching one of the other constellation members. I don't remember who it was. Is like give, trying to give them like a mini tour, and they're just looking wow. around like, "Wow, this is fantastic! I was so proud of you, son." And, uh, <laughs> and awesome. it's really fun. It's like you know, maybe next time we show up, I'll bring some cookies. And whoever else is like, "Well, you know, we can't really have you just come and go." Wait, what kind of cookies? And it's like, <laughs> and you know, and there's so many little moments like that where they just randomly show up, and it feels so wholesome and delightful yeah. and then yeah. i ended up loving that i picked this perk um and that is very pg like I said, yeah. because they're your parents and yeah and you know that he's kind of doing the dad joke kind of thing every once in a while and mom's always telling you how proud she is and and stuff like that and they they show up again um you have to do a mission on neon and you go to the the nightclub astro and- lounge whatever it's called yeah. And you're doing this mission, and I didn't even notice them at first. I was going around, and then all of a sudden they're just there, and like, you talk to them. They're Dad, like, "What are you like, doing oh, and, here?" Yeah, and they're, and they're literally say like, "Oh, well, this is awkward. We didn't mean to run into you here." And they're like, "You know, we're just no, you know, we're just trying to enjoy the retirement and getting out there, but but we're not trying any of that uh, Aurora. Aurora." And oh, then it cuts sure. to mom, and she's like, "Well, probably not, No, honey, we're not going to try any." So there's those really kind of funny moments like that, and. And again, with 2PG, there's drug use and you yeah. know, starving, you know. Yeah. So right. That's why, again, the yeah. double standard of having drug use, extreme violence. And it's like, but we can't have anything in the tree of sexuality, human sexuality yeah. or 
that kind of it, they, yeah. that's off limits for some reason. They definitely Why? allude to it. You know, you go to sleep and then they they say something like, "Ooh, last night." That'd be basically like yeah. when you go to headshot somebody, just going to a black screen for a moment, <laughs> and then you hear the body at the floor. I gotta tell you, man, I I was a big fan of Mass Effect when that first came out, and that was all over the news. That was all over very conservative news uh, in a bad way, and they were tearing that game apart because it had sex scenes in it and um, well i think we're all old enough to remember when gta 3 first came out yeah hot coffee <laughs> remember the hot coffee well, yeah, before that, that, before well, that yeah. just the third one where you just just the bring the escort to your car at rock you see them not moving but the car rocks back and forth to get her out and then you kill her and then get all your money <laughs> right. back plus whatever she had on her like <laughs> yeah you know it's, yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, around a while. The ultimate, I, uh, I can <laughs> see why they, yeah, they would want to avoid the the controversy. But you know, you talk about the the parents perk, and it's this is a unique experience. I have never seen that in a game before, where like you parents come to visit oh, yeah. you, totally worth. And they're funny, totally worth getting that perk. And it's, yeah. it's funny because, like I said, not not knowing hardly anything going into it, I got that one. Thinking it was going to be one thing, turn into another. One of the other perks I got, because whenever I play uh, Fallouts, I never have a companion. I hate having a companion mm. in Fallout. Oh, it's okay. just annoying. Yeah. I don't like it. I just rather go on my own. And usually they're glitchy anyway. Even dog meat. The whole thing. And then when I'm playing Starfield, I realized right away, oh, I kind of like having companions around. But one of the perks I chose was like the loner perk or whatever, where yeah. you get a boost when you don't have a companion. <laughs> I know. I, I was like, well, that was yeah. pointless because I like all these characters. I like having them around me. I like, I especially liked having Vasco at first because you just carry all yeah. my crap and yeah. he has funny little one-liners every once in a while. But uh, I bet somebody's parents showed up to Bethesda like and offered cookies and then someone was like hmm, this is a good idea yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> let's add wow. this into the game because you know johnny's parents uh you know that was funny oh, when they showed up can i say speaking of uh vasco or vasco um tabasco <laughs> uh, love tabasco my wife on the bethesda store saw the vasco statue mm -hmm. and she did order it and uh, we have received notification that it is out for delivery. We are going to do an unboxing. Mm. So as of uh, maybe when you're listening to this, we will post a link. So check that out. But we're very excited that that is about to arrive at our house. As I, do, you I do want to get the Vasco pop. That's yes. cute yeah. and it's adorable. Yeah. And it doesn't look like a pop because I hate. Yeah. I hate pop. They're so yeah. creepy looking with the eyes. <laughs> and it's like, but the Vasco one. Perfect. Yeah, it doesn't look. No, it's, it's really good. Yeah. The only other one, the only one I own is of Audrey 2 from Little Shop of Horrors because it doesn't look like a pop. It, look it like just a looks pop. like a little Audrey 2. It's perfect, perfect yeah. for my desk. That's awesome. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. I also chose the introvert perk, and then I always have a, a companion. Have a companion yeah. So do you get nerfed when you have a companion with the it's or no, just you just when you're don't alone? have the bonus. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, do I, you I have it? Is there a nerf? I can't remember. I know that you don't have a bonus. I just remember regretting yeah. <laughs> getting it now because I always love having someone with me whenever I'm roaming around. And now, what I would be very interested in, in knowing um, once you finally play Fallout 4 is if you like those companions. Because um, I also, the companions in Skyrim are like, meh, it's like whatever. Um, and I don't even remember besides dog meat. I didn't, I don't even remember <laughs> the companions in fallout three. So I'm kind of with you on that. And then in fallout four, some of the companions are awesome. Okay. So it'll be, and, and you can definitely see how that evolution carried over into Starfield even more. So, um, that would be interesting to talk about eventually. Or just play fallout 76 and we're all companions with each other. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Online games. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Thought I told you not to mention the Fallout 76. <laughs> um, yeah. So regarding the PG feeling of this game, I also wanted to bring up the Crimson Fleet. Mm. Now, without spoiling anything, because we're all at different levels of like how we've, you know, if you've even met any of them, if you fought them, um, I am doing missions where I am involved with the Crimson Fleet. And I have to say... Yeah, I was expecting more of like the Raiders type characters from Fallout. Mm -hmm. And they're really not. And it's tough because 
part of me is disappointed that they're not like ultra hardcore, like evil. You were expecting villains. like Klingons and you get onto this ship and it's dark and green lighting and scary. And yeah. They're beating people and. Well, they do have, like, their ship inside, and there are a lot of red lights, so that's something. Mm -hmm. um, they don't call them the Crimson Fleet for nothing. Yeah. There you go. They got to stay on brand. We got to be red. Guys, red everywhere. <laughs> I saw a comment online that described them as the after-school special version of bad guys. <laughs> All right. And so, it, it yeah, I, it's it's a little weird. I'm the first like, mission oh. is to steal a bike. <laughs> <laughs> They are pirates, and and I always knew they were pirates, but I was expecting, like, you know, like the pi modern-day, like, pirates that, you know, have AK-47s and just steal, you know, crates of iPhones. What's actually kind of refreshing is that they're, like, old-school pirates. They're looking for treasure. They're looking for that big score. I don't know where I stand on it because— Could have used a little more violence I, in, your, in your pirates. It's so a little weird. edgier. So it's there, but then mm -hmm. once you start talking to people, it's it just doesn't. Then you meet feel... all their kids, and then yeah. you're sitting around the cafeteria, <laughs> and it's like a normal like, family. This is my hamster. <laughs> uh, you know, his name is Nibbles. Crimson, Crimson Tide, <laughs> Crimson Nibbles. No, see, I like that because I like that it's different from. Yeah. Because if you want to play Fallout, you just play Fallout. Right. I don't. You know. I. I don't. If, like. Okay. It's Fallout in space. Like. Okay. I get. Like, it's the same kind of game and whatnot, yeah. but I don't just want to play Fallout again in right. space. I want it mm -hmm. to be different. Like I said, if I want to play Fallout, I'll just play Fallout. I agree. But, uh, I agree. So so I like that it's different. I especially like, I like hearing that they just want treasure. That's great. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. It sounds fun. We're spoiled on, on all the great games that we have, especially just this year alone. So we're seeing a lot of comparisons between current games and Starfield. And it doesn't really deserve that. I mean, it can stand on its own. Like if I got this game when I was 10 years old, it would have been mind blowing, yeah. right? Like we were playing, uh, you know, very basic space games at that point. Um, and, and to have the ability to do things that you can do in Starfield right now is amazing. Like it's so I do think you it's unfair to compare it to other games in different genres, too. In the past, you would have had to play multiple different to all, games yeah. to have all these experiences, right? And I say in the past, but mm -hmm. even as recently as Just last recently, year. Like, TIE Interceptor from 10 years or 15 years ago or whatever. And now we have a space fighting game that's similar or better than yeah. that built into this game, which is just a small, small fraction of what you can do yeah. in there. Honestly, like I feel like uh, last year I would have played, you know, No Man's Sky for exploration and planets and all that stuff and then i would have played skyrim or fallout you know or fallout for the gunplay and then skyrim for the exploration and the wonder mm. and mm. yeah it's like really just feels like a combined yeah you, game th that's what's kind of nice about it because it is so big and expansive and i remember uh, in the interview that we mentioned earlier with todd howard I he said the, that the 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 scale of it I think he used the word irresponsible. Mm. Like the scale was irresponsible, which, which made me laugh. But yeah. um, but for the type of game it is, that's great. Because like I said, you can play the No Man's Sky version of Starfield and just kind of focus on that. Yep. Or you can go around killing as many people as you want and stealing everything you want and do yep. that aspect of it. So the, the broadness of it kind of goes back into, is it too PG? Because they, they want to kind of appeal to everyone because everyone's going to want a little something different. Yeah. And maybe that's why people are complaining about it a little bit because some people want super violent, super yeah. gory, as much sex and violence and bad words as they want in a game mm -hmm. and yeah. are not getting as much of that that aspect but of it that it, they want to play. And we always have mods, yeah. Nathan. And yeah. there's mods. You <laughs> and I have mods. Well, I mean, you have mods on Xbox, but not the super Yeah, not, not the, not, not not the, the super mods. mature ones. I, you know, and the thing is, like, I saw some people were disappointed that Neon wasn't more like Night City and Cyberpunk. It doesn't Does, have to but be. Then it, but just then go it play would Cyberpunk. just be a copy. Yeah, right? Just go play yeah. Cyberpunk. And I, I, Cyberpunk is awesome. 
I haven't like I've played just a little bit of it. And then I heard about the 2.0. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to wait. It's, it's a game changer <laughs> patch. Honestly, yeah, like it's I, a big, big uh, improvement. So I'm excited to get back into that eventually. But for right now, like Starfield is kind of my only game that I'm playing. I think I was really appreciating Neon yesterday when I went down the wrong path, which is just that's when you can really appreciate Bethesda games. Go down the wrong hallway where the mission is not taking you because I went through a door and I ended up on this sort of like, I thought it was a lower level, but I think it was upper level, but it was like this sort of fish market. I was going to say, yeah, the giant fish hanging from the, yeah. the, the mm. ceiling. There's whatnot. like these, yeah, I've not seen that. There was because there's no reason to go there. There might be eventually some side quest that takes you there. Mm-hmm. I just happened to go there. Well, actually I went the opposite way because I jumped into the water down below (laughs) by the way there's animals to scan swimming around in the water just Mm -hmm. so you know i was like just curious i quick save so i jumped off and it just landed me in the water so you went there for the hell of it (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) oh oh it was so so okay you're delivering two pg right now dwayne 2pg but yeah i yeah i i got to that you know you swim jumped out of the water and i thought i was going to have to reload a save when i was up top but no there's a little like spot that you can swim to and then there's a doorway and it took me to this fishing area and i was just like running around exploring this you know it's like a fisherman's wharf type place any chunks down there that's there's gotta be um (laughs) fish chunks I start to realize like neon is something else. And, right? and that's a good like microcosm of the whole game. There's like, oh, there's always something else. When you, when you first start out to kind of help you kind of explore and learn some stuff they have, they don't just have missions. They have the activities there. Right. You right. kind of do the, yep. what seem like little things. Speaking uh, yeah. of that on Paradiso and we all wore our, our uh, <laughs> vacation Shirts. I'm wearing a, yep. a hideous uh, Hawaiian shirt, I guess. This is us and being back from Paradiso. Yeah, we're back yeah. from Paradiso. But on Paradiso, you get the little activity of finding those lost and found items. I haven't, I haven't seen that. Oh, okay. Well, I was going to ask you how to do it because I'm like stuck. <laughs> I'm like, I think yeah. it's on a computer or something. I don't know. I need to look into it a little more. But no, yeah. I, I love those little activity things. Although mm-hmm. a couple of them, or one in particular trying to save the giant tree on New Atlantis with the scientists. I don't know if you guys I was going to mention that giant tree because people are always talking about it. I'm like, which yeah. tree are it's you a, talking about? Like there's multiple thing. trees. There's an activity of talk to the scientist and then it, Heard and the then bull? he wants yeah. you to do something and then you have to get something from something else and then you have to do this and it turns and it turns into a mission basically. And I was like, I didn't want to do this right now. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to <laughs> now you feel story. obligated to be running That's, around. Like, and then, yeah. and then an opposite thing happened when I went to the moon and the moon was kind of the first time I really like explored around and kind of looked around. Cause I was like, it's yeah. the moon. I got, I, I got to explore the moon. Yeah. And you find like a dead body and he's got a, a you know, a note on him mm. uh, to like his wife and child. Like, Oh, I came here to try to make money and it didn't work out. I love you guys, blah, blah, blah. And that was just an activity. And once you pick that up and you read it, it changes to a mission. It, like, wow. The tab actually changes to a mission. Yeah. Of, Take this, you know, Back to his wife. I'm like, oh, God, I don't want to do that right now. I'm just turn the whole mission. But that's cool that you, you know, put it kind of in your pocket for later. Yeah. And that's, it gives you more stuff to do later. You can yeah. go back and yeah. like finish up these little quests that you discover mm-hmm. in the game. Well, yeah. that's the thing. You, you start with an activity, it turns into a mission. Mm-hmm. That became a mission. And it actually really turned out, I won't spoil it, but it turned out really to be nothing. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. like you kind of do it and then that's really <laughs> and it. It's and it's like, why didn't yeah. this just stay in activity? It's just like, <laughs> that's weird. true. Like, why did it go well, full blown? Yeah, yeah, I went to Earth because I was curious and I was hanging around in the soul system for a while. And I was like, I want to go look at Earth. So I tried to pick Las Vegas, which is where we are right now. <laughs> I did the same thing. Did you really? OK, yeah. I was like, is this a weird thing to try? And I was I'll like, I want to see if there's any ruins or, or anything. Yeah. But you can't until you find an activity or like a note or something. that's yeah. like. Oh, I, I was discovering Las Vegas and then they give you a place to land specifically that yeah. will render that. Then you're never going to just find it on your own yeah. or you, you overhear conversations. A lot right. Of you have to be activated. Yeah. So I think there's quests to find stuff on Earth. I haven't gotten any. I, yet, I picked up the book Oliver Twist oh, and if it you gave read me, it, it was like, or, it, yeah, it gave me an activity. Go visit London. And so oh, I've got okay. that landmark. I've seen those. OK, cool. And I Good haven't gone yet, but I've I've seen pictures of it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's beautiful, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I, Big Ben, London, everything. Yeah. Well, what's, still there. what's funny is I, so the whole, you know, earth is a, like dust a des- desert mm-hmm. dust wasteland. And so I tried to land like you, I tried to land in Las Vegas and I got there and I was like, Oh, accurate. This is, this is what, <laughs> it's this the is same. what it looks like. <laughs> no yeah, change earth at is all. Fine. What are they talking about? <laughs> it looks like it's 112 degrees mm. and it's all sand. <laughs> And there's just a bunch of meth people walking around. Oh, wait, no, that wasn't it again. <laughs> That's downtown. That's yeah. All right. And as always, we love reading your comments. So if you're listening on the podcast, there will be a link to the video version of the podcast on our YouTube channel. We also have other videos that we do there, gameplay series sometimes. And of course, the Vasco unboxing will be going up very soon, hopefully already linked in the show notes. But there is where you can also comment and talk to us. So last week, uh, we got a comment from Leaf Pratt. Uh, you know, we were talking about the watch in the yes. game and mm-hmm. how it's not featured very prominently. We were saying that, uh, you know, as a suggestion, you know, maybe it could the watch could come up when you bring the start menu. But boy style. Yeah. Yeah. So Leaf Pratt mentioned that maybe they thought that that was too fallout. So I get it. But appreciate the comment. Leaf Pratt, thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. And Nathan, thanks so much for coming on the show. I want to ask you, you got the game for free mm. and you kind of had zero expectations coming into the game. You tried it. You ended up liking it. Is there something that stands out for you gameplay-wise or story-wise that has made you kind of a fan now? For me, it's just kind of the style of game. Because mm-hmm. uh, like I said, I, I, I do really like Fallout, um, especially Fallout 3. I'm a big fan. Um, I, but I haven't played any of the Elder Scrolls games. And I remember when I first started playing Fallout, a friend of mine who had played uh, Oblivion and, and Morrowind and whatnot, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, well, you, should try, you need to try Oblivion then. Because they basically modeled Fallout 3 after, you know, the, these other games. And I'm like, oh, so it's like Fallout, but fantasy, like Lord of the Rings. Okay, yeah. awesome, perfect. I absolutely need to try these. And just never got around to it <laughs> again. Right, yeah. It's on the back burner. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely play them eventually. Um, but yeah, something about just the style of the game where you can just kind of, you know, they build this neat world. You can kind of go around, do whatever you want, play it your way. Um, I've played Fallout 3, just the main story, so many times, so many different ways. The good way, the evil way. One playthrough was, you know, certain types of weapons versus, you know, other kinds and just mm-hmm. yeah. different styles. Um I think you're right. I can feel the longevity in this game in the in a similar manner where it's like you want to change up your mm-hmm. your, your play style, your play style yeah. where you go, what you do, how you play uh, your character, if it's good or bad. Yeah, Absolutely. exactly. Mm-hmm. Although with Starfield, because there's so much, God, I don't know how many, t- <laughs> how many times I'll be able to go back and, and try again. Does it have a new game plus? There, I is, a, there is a new game plus. See, mm-hmm. now that's going to be interesting. What is kind of nice is I do believe that you'll be able to just continue to level up, level up, level up. That's what I've heard. So yeah. instead of starting a new character, maybe you'll just be like, oh, now I'm going to start leveling up melee weapons mm-hmm. and I'm going to yeah. get rid of my guns. You know, mm-hmm. just sell them. Just and then focus on melee weapons. Yeah, that is one of the things that always annoyed me about Fallout 3 and New Vegas and stuff is there is like a cap. And it's like, oh, but I'm still yeah. playing and I, there's still so much to do. And they raise the could, cap from 20 to 30. Oh, and thanks. then even that's not enough. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. There's something about the style of the game itself that just, I don't know, just gels with me. Well, thank you very much, Nathan, for being with us today. It was a Anytime. lot of fun to talk to you um, about your experience with the game. I'll it's- bring more chunks for everyone next time. Yeah. Absolutely. Next time I stop by. <laughs> and of course, thanks to everyone who listens on Apple or Spotify and even Google Podcasts, even though I just found out that Google Podcasts is unfortunately going away. Is it really? Next year. Mm. Yeah. Google is shutting okay. it down like they shut down. All of the they things they do. They try some stuff and then they yeah. phase it out. <laughs> do they try? Do they actually try? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but if you listen on Google Podcasts, uh, you have uh, until t- 2024 <laughs> to find a Got new some way time. to listen. But you can also watch us on our YouTube channel. So thank you for watching on YouTube as well. And all the links that we talk about, we try to provide in the show notes. Only listen to us on Google uh, Podcasts while you're playing Starfield on Stadia. That's the only way. <laughs> the yeah. only way you need to do it. That's yeah. right. Yep. Uh, extra special thanks, of course, to all the comments and feedback. If you have a comment, suggestion 
suggestion or an in-game story to share, you can leave a comment on our YouTube page, as I said before. If you Mm -hmm. like the show, please consider leaving a five-star review. You don't even have to type something out. You can just click the little star. It helps us out a ton. And we reached kind of a milestone, 10,000 plays. Oh, that's right. right. So we have cause to celebrate. Thank you for mentioning that. Yes, we passed 10,000 plays. Super exciting. It's over (laughs) 9,000. It's over (laughs) 9,000. As always, thanks for traveling the Starfield with us. And make sure you subscribe because we will be back for more next week. Yes, indeed. See ya.